0: Hello friends and welcome to Spark My Muse. I am your host, Lisa Colon DeLay, and today I'm going to be talking about Mary the Tower. This is something I was not aware of until recently. Although the scholarship has been out there for a few years, it's just starting to get out of academic circles in the last couple years. And I thought I would bring it to you because it shows us how when something is digitized, like old papyrus copies, of biblical manuscripts, and they're digitized and allowed to be seen by more people, fresh eyes, and not just a select few people who have enough money to be educated and go to the special places where these original documents are, sometimes these fresh eyes and fresh perspectives catch things that have been missed for hundreds and hundreds of years. And that's the case in this story. So what I'm going to be sharing with you is largely from an article from SRN News, from the scholarship of Elizabeth Schrader, and from a transcript of Diana Butler Bass, who also relates this story. And what I find remarkable about this is just how much life can be breathed back into what we think about when we think about Christianity in the earliest days. are these figures we see accompanying Jesus? What was their faith like? What was their role like, and their example like to other followers and to the early church as it got started in homes and in neighborhoods around Jerusalem and in Judea? I will leave links to everything I'm referencing, and you can find that at sparkmymuse.com for this episode, Mary the Tower, and especially The entirety of the notes for this episode is available to people who are supporters of the program. A paid subscription to the newsletter makes you a supporter. I thank you for financially supporting me. It makes it possible to make this content available and makes it possible for me to buy updated equipment to keep going. Elizabeth Schrader is a PhD student at Duke University. She is working on a doctorate in New Testament studies. And during her time as a graduate student, she stumbled upon something that has drawn a lot of attention among the New Testament nerds and academics and scholars. Her central discovery was written about in a paper published by the Harvard Theological Review, and it's about Mary Magdalene's role. She discovered on a specific digitized manuscript called Papyrus 66, she discovered something that had been strangely unseen in all these years. For Schrader, who grew up in the Episcopal Church where women serve as priests and bishops and even presiding bishops, it makes sense that a younger generation of women would see things others have not. She says, a woman has to know her worth to dig and find this. I think that's really important. If women are told, this is your role at this limited role is what you have for yourself in the church. You're not going to ever see yourself as much of a contributor to the greater things, but for people who have been raised differently and see themselves as valuable to the church in deep and meaningful ways, you can see the things that have been missing for so long. Specifically Schrader has looked at the story of the raising of Lazarus, told in the Gospel of John. In today's Bibles, Lazarus has two sisters, and you probably are familiar with the story. Lazarus has two sisters, Mary and Martha. They live in Bethany. And by pouring over hundreds of hand-copied early Greek and Latin manuscripts of the Gospel, Schrader found that the name Martha had been altered. And this is a really quite a shock. In the manuscripts, the oldest manuscripts we have and Papyrus 66, which is the oldest and most complete text we have of the Gospel of John, the oldest and most complete gospel we have of the Gospel of John is dated around the year 200 BCE. And it had been sitting in a library for quite a long time. Mary In the text had been changed so this is really strange where it had said Mary the word Mary had been changed to Martha the name Mary would be a name extremely common to many people we know from the Bible we've heard of a Mary of Bethany we've heard of Mary the mother of Jesus and we've heard of Mary Magdalene These are just a few of the probably many Mary's that were out there. Mary was the most common name by far for Jewish girls. And that's because Miriam is where the word is sourced from. Miriam was a prophetess, a hero to Jewish people, and certainly a hero to women. Mary in Greek is similar to Maria in English. The letters are M-A-R-I-A. And the I Greek letter I is the letter iota and it looks basically like an I in English. So Schrader could see this by the textual analysis that the iota, the I, had been changed to a th in Greek, the letter theta. Somebody at some point in time had gone in over the original handwriting and actually changed this second Mary we see in this story to Martha had split the one person, Mary, into two people, a Mary and a Martha. Now, we do see in Luke two sisters named Mary and Martha, and they're from a different place. They're said to be from a certain village. It is not Bethany where they are named to be. And in that story, which many of us are familiar with, Mary is the one who is sitting at the feet of Jesus, and Martha is the one who's trying to get everything prepared. And Jesus says that Mary has chosen better to sit at his feet than be worried about everything going on in the preparations. The Mary from Bethany apparently is a different Mary. And it appears as though what seems to be happening is that the Greek is kind of written in a clumsy way. It says something along the lines of, Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, at the village of Mary and his sister, Mary. It's almost like they're heightening the fact that Lazarus has a sister Mary and they live together in the village and Mary is Lazarus' sister. It's sort of doubly emphasized but someone changed it to read Mary and her sister Martha splitting Mary into two people in, so that Lazarus has two sisters. Now what is interesting about the story where Lazarus dies is that that means that Mary runs to Jesus in this case and makes a confession of who Jesus is just like Peter does. Peter is a nickname for Simon. Peter means the rock Simon, which is also an incredibly common name. Many, many males have it in the time, but Peter is called the rock by Jesus. And he is said to be the rock on which the church is built. And one of the things that has come to light about Mary Magdalene is not that she is from Magdala, a city as is originally thought. One of the ideas is that Magdala, which means tower, is actually an honorific name given to Mary. Just like Peter is the rock, Mary is the tower. So instead of being from a place called Magdala, it's very likely that mary was seen as a towering figure a figure of strength and faithfulness mary is the first person to see jesus she is given the task of telling all the apostles what she has seen the risen christ the this miracle she's a tower of strength and faith and faithfulness the story of mary and martha and martha's anxiety over not helping her prepare is a story that is only found in the gospel of luke john never speaks of these sisters the reason for this change schrader said was that later scribes did not want to give mary mary magdalene too big of a role in the events of jesus's life because if she makes this confession of faith at the raising of lazarus she is then the first person to see Jesus Christ, for who he is, the risen Lord. And that puts her in an extremely prominent position in the church. Mary was at the crucifixion and the empty tomb. A towering figure, you could say. Luke speaks of her as being exorcised of seven demons and then travels with Jesus, continually with Jesus, and supplies him the funds he needs for his ministry. She is a major benefactor to Jesus. She is an incredibly valuable part of this group of initial disciples. In particular, the scribes may have wanted to avoid giving Mary Magdalene this confession of faith that follows the story of Lazarus, because in this confession, she says, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. In today's Bibles, this is uttered by Martha, the split-off sister, and we never read about her again. Martha's role is quite diminished, but Mary Magdalene's role is a prominent one in John's Gospel. It is purposefully prominent. Schrader posits that Mary Magdalene's role probably caused tension with Jesus' male disciples, especially his hand-picked deputy, Peter. And this is evident in several non-canonical Gospels, accounts of Jesus that were not included as part of the New Testament. Later scribes may have been acutely aware of this issue. Stephen C. Carson, a scholar at the Australian Catholic University who studies early Christianity, said Schrader does a good job of demonstrating what he calls textual instability surrounding Martha that many scholars may not be aware of. He says the tendency would be to think that the variants she's discovered and is calling attention to can be dismissed with some kind of scribal incompetence, Carlson said. But he added that he would be interested in seeing a fuller treatment of her study in a doctoral dissertation. And that's what she will be doing. Other scholars have suggested that Mary Magdalene could not have been Lazarus' sister because the Gospels indicate that Lazarus' sister lived in Bethany near Jerusalem. But Mary Magdalene was from the Galilean region, where most of Jesus' ministry took place. Schrader, however, argues that Magdala comes from the Hebrew word tower, an honorific title, and does not refer to the town where Mary is from. Schrader traveled to Munster, Germany to meet with the editors of Nessel Aylen New Testament, the edition of the Greek text used by most scholars, students and translators today. She was invited there to discuss her findings about the changes made in the text of John's Gospel, and said the editors may consider adding a footnote to that effect in upcoming editions. And in that case, that would mean new translations of the Bible would note that a scribe had altered the text and split Mary into two people. So when we read the story of Lazarus rising from the dead, we can go back and think it's possible, when Martha is mentioned in that text, there is likely no Martha to be found. that that whole text actually refers to Mary, Magdala, and she confesses Jesus is the Christ some early church fathers who were not aware of this manuscript also testify that Mary confesses that Jesus is the Christ. Since they're not aware of this Papyrus 66, they have never heard that this was Martha's confession. This is more evidence that shows that, that a scribe has gone in at some point early on and changed the manuscript that we have called Papyrus 66. Also interesting about mary the tower is that this is coming to light at a time when women aren't beginning to understand more fully that they are not second-class people in god's kingdom more women are being called to ministry more women are being seen as valuable in those ways in various churches of course there is still a lot of sexism there is still a lot of reading of jesus through the eyes of paul And there is a lot of uh, denigration of women as teachers or preachers. In the light of this new finding, where scribes have purposefully tried to minimize Mary the Tower's role in the body of Christ, in the first disciples of Jesus, I think it's worth mentioning that Mary and her faithfulness Have stood the test of time. This is something we can be grateful for, and we can look back on that story of Lazarus, on that fascinating story of resurrection, and sense that God is doing something amazing in Mary Magdalene's life. She is coming to an awareness of who Jesus is and how this will change her life forever. And soon she will see the risen Lord Jesus. In the garden, at first mistaking him for a gardener. And then when he calls her name Mary, she knows exactly who it is. And she is so overwhelmed. She's so grateful she wants to cling to Jesus. And he tells her, Not yet. I haven't ascended to my Father, but go tell the others that I've risen. So I just wanted to bring that out. If you'd like to look more into this story, and find out about this text. I will have a picture of this very text that I'm talking to you about, the digitized form of Papyrus 66, and I hope you'll check it out. Support me on patreon.com or my Substack newsletter, and I thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this insightful and enjoyable, and I will catch you next time. Blessing and peace to you.